You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Off and running on this Monday, March 23rd. Let it play a little bit, Brian. Yeah. Hey there. Good morning. Do not adjust your radios. This is still the Gordon Damer Show. It is still 98.7 FM ESPN New York. A little different theme song for the time being. A little different feel, right? The world that, that we live in right now just feels so bizarre feels so weird and trying to make it right now day to day. And as I told you on Friday, like most of the shows here at the station, I think all the shows at the station, uh, we are doing the show from home. So it might sound a little bit different in the background, but uh, maybe you're working from home as you try to get through this pandemic. But, you know, I was thinking over the weekend that while I'm working from home, maybe you are too, uh, there are a lot of people out there that still are going to work, still putting themselves in danger to a certain extent, my producer, Brian Mangia, he runs the board for the show. He screens the calls for the show. And if Brian can't make it to work, for whatever reason, there is no show. So for Brian and the other producers and board ops at the station, we gave you the little bit of taste. And we're going to switch the theme song up to ACDC's For Those About to Rock. We salute you because right now I want to salute all the people out there who they have jobs that they can't stay home. And obviously the most obvious ones, the doctors, the nurses, the the hospital workers, the policemen, can't do that from home, right? But there's so many layers of society that maybe you just don't think about under normal circumstances, you don't think about before this thing happened, of all the people indirectly that you don't ever see per se, but they have an impact on your life. The truck drivers that we mentioned on Friday, the, the garbage men uh, everywhere. You know, I mean, there's so many people making our world work. All those people indirectly. My brother-in-law, Rob Gartner, and the guys out uh, at Lufthansa Freight out at JFK, still working. Even though I'm sure, you know, all those people, they'd love to be at home, love to be safe. But the world, even in this uh, what it, quarantine state, still needs to operate. So we use the theme song as a way to salute those people as bad as things are right now. And they feel scary. And maybe you feel a little panic, certainly dealing with maybe some anxiety. It is a bizarre, surreal world right now. All those words are certainly fitting. But think about how worse it would be without all those people out there putting themselves out there. So we do thank you and we do appreciate you. And we want to let you know that. So the theme song going to be a little different for the time being. But the other parts of the show, they remain the same. The number, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I am on Twitter, on Instagram. You can still ignore that, but it's there. It's at, it's at Gordon Damer. And uh, what? We're heading into uh, week three now, right? Of life without any sports. But we are still a sports show. And there is still sports to talk about. It's amazing. Even without the action on the field, There are still intriguing stories. There are still things that are happening behind the scenes that are very interesting. NFL free agency rolls on. We'll see if maybe the Jets or Giants have a big splash. I saw that, uh, I think it was Lewis Riddick was on SportsCenter, was it? That uh, was talking about maybe if uh, the price drops for, I can't even speak, Jadavian Clowney, that maybe he's a person that uh, the the Jets or the Giants might be willing to uh, make a run at. Who knows? So uh, that's certainly a thing out there. NFL free agency rolls on. The business of the NFL rolls on. But I guess the one thing that I did uh, really take a, a long look at 
is the piece that's up right now on ESPN.com about Tom Brady's parting with the Patriots. Seth Wickersham does a deep dive there into uh, just what happened with the relationship between Brady and Bill Belichick and how it's not really a recent thing. And it really, he goes back years and years, even when, uh, I guess it was 2008, when Brady had his, uh, his uh, knee surgery and was coming back from that and how the relationship had basically run its course. And I guess a, a lot of the things that, you know, other people have touched on, but Seth does so in a very interesting way and, and puts it out there that basically Brady just could not live with playing under Bill Belichick anymore, just did not feel appreciated. And some of the uh, details that he highlights, and he kind of goes through it like he's always kind of been looking for clues, that we've all been kind of looking for clues on how this story would end. He has one part where he talks uh, about uh, Belichick's father, Tom Brady Sr., and obviously that relationship between the father and son has been so well detailed that um, he goes back to uh, an interview that Brady Sr. did and said, quote, if Belichick ever finds a quarterback who is better for a dollar less, Tom will be gone. So the fact that the father felt that way, you know where that was coming from, right? Like, I mean, obviously, maybe not to that specific word-for-word degree, but certainly to a certain degree, that's the way that Brady certainly felt. And he kind of touches on in the article that Brady, quote, wanted what everyone wants from an employer to feel valued and to love work. They seemed like two reasonable tasks until Brady realized that in New England, under Bill Belichick, he might be asking for the impossible. So it's certainly a very interesting article. If you're looking for things to do today to kind of get your mind off the world that is, and that's what sports is so often for us, and without actual games, you're always kind of trying to find whatever that is. Uh, I would certainly recommend the article that's up on ESPN.com by Seth Wickersham about Tom Brady and, uh, you know, just the the last chapter of his time in New England and how it was just time to move on. And I still kind of feel like, you know, the, the article puts it out there that Belichick and Brady, the relationship had to end. And this has had to be the way that Tom Brady went. And I will still say that the article also tried to put out there that Brady is all about being win at all costs, super competitive. I still think that his best course of action would have been to be back in New England. It kind of points out, you know, that New England was trying to put this on Brady as if he left where it really was New England didn't want him and didn't want to give him. Well, they did make him a contract offer and it was a great, it was not a great contract offer and he might be right. Living there under those circumstances, given what he has done, he shouldn't have to put up with that maybe to a certain extent. But if you're all about winning, and you're all about being the uber-competitive guy that we've all read about. And Super Bowls and titles and all that stuff is the most paramount thing to you. I still think that uh, heading back to New England probably would have been the right course of action there. Now, the other sports topic that is out there today, and I kind of wanted to mention it on Friday, but, uh, you know, look, we got too involved in a deep conversation about the movie Commando. You know, what, what am I supposed to do, people? And it is the question about whether or not the Olympics this year will be canceled. Now, I'll be honest with you. The Olympics, not really in my sports wheelhouse, right? Like, my joke is always when people ask, what's your favorite Olympic event? I usually say it's the closing ceremonies. I like it when it's over. So it's not really something that I'm 
super looking forward to and that I, you know, certain events and when it's going on, I get caught up in it. I, I certainly like the Summer Olympics better than the Winter Olympics. But it's all, it's only a matter of time. I'm not going to give you all this fake outrage about how have they not been canceled yet, but how have they not been canceled yet? Like, what the hell are you thinking? I don't, I think the opening ceremonies are set for July. And let's all hope that by July, everything's back up and running and everything, we can get back to life as usual. And this, this period that we're in right now will feel like a distant memory. Let's hope. Let's pray. But it seems entirely, completely irresponsible to have not already said, you know what? Yeah, the Olympics are obviously not going to happen. We have a global pandemic and probably would not be a good idea right now to have people, athletes, people helping the athletes, flying in from all over the world while that is going on. So Canada announced yesterday that they're not going to be sending their athletes. I think that uh, is it Australia or someone else has said that they are already on in talks about not sending athletes. So eventually it is going to get postponed. And that's all they have to do, postpone it, maybe for a year, maybe for two. I don't know you know, what the, the scheduling of the events would be like if you only postpone it for a year. Maybe you have to do it for longer than that. I don't know. But to think that they're going to have a conference call and over the next four weeks, come up with a decision. Yeah, we all know what that decision is going to be. Could you imagine being on that conference call? Um, yeah, what do we think we're going to do here? guy? Yeah, I think we're going to have to maybe cancel. You think? It's almost like you get invited to a party that you have no intention of going to. And then you, it's somebody brings it up to you like, oh, no, we're not going to that. It would be completely irresponsible. And look. The decision will be made, I'm sure, for the Olympics. Although, who knows, with the IOC, maybe there's just so bottom line that they, I think that the decision will end up being forced upon them because what country in their right mind would be sending athletes during this episode, which is almost certainly, I would like to think by July, I think it's, it's July 24th, you would like to believe that everything about this will be over and done with. But I, I don't know that you can make that prediction right now. And it's not like you can tell the athletes to just hold off. We'll see what's happening. It's not like opening a, a front door and saying, okay, it's July 24th. Everything's good. All right, everybody come on in. There's a lot of things that need to ramp up before then. And July 24th, unfortunately, with some of the timelines being given, is not really all that far away. So I'm sure that before too long, again, I said I'm not going to have a whole lot of fake outrage about not canceling it already, but it's only a matter of time before the decision is made for them. And it's almost like all these sports are slowly coming to the reality that is our world right now, that you can talk about, well, you know, we'll put this off. We'll it's almost like they're not dealing in reality that are still in delusion. And we've all kind of lived through delusion, right? I, I said to me, the moment where my delusion was kind of ended was the night the NBA season got postponed. To me, that was a watershed moment where I went from thinking one thing and the next day went to thinking, or that night, went to thinking something completely different. The IOC at some point is going to have this decision made for them, and we'll see if it's rather sooner than later. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So that's the sports, right? We got the sports out of the way. We've done the sports. We've talked the sports. And you can certainly talk the sports at 1-800-919-ESPN. If you want to get in on the uh, the Brady conversation, certainly. It's there. He's down with the Buccaneers and how that will play out. Of course. But coming up, 
It does not stop people. And some results from our rewatchable movie bracket. We had seven matchups over the weekend. Hopefully you got a chance to vote on those. We will unveil the results of those coming up, but it does not stop. We got nine more spots up for grabs in the Sweet 16. Who's going to grab them? Who's going to make it? Who's going to get the upset? Well, that's completely up to you. So we'll uh, go through the results from the weekend. We'll give you the nine matchups for today. But I actually threw out a poll question over the weekend. And I got to say, I am so disappointed in each and every one. Well, not each and every one of you, but a lot of you. And the question was, which movie that got snubbed should have made it into the field of 64? And I put out four movies. And when I put out the question, didn't know how it was going to go. But I could see myself voting for three out of the four. And which one won? Well, you figure it out. The one that I said that there's no way that that's the one I would be watching, that's the one that won. So it makes no sense, but we'll update that too coming up. So I guess what I should do first is we had the poll question up from over the weekend, not the traditional time, obviously, with uh, the poll questions, usually a Monday through Friday affair. But if you follow me on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, we got a fair share of votes on it. Not the typical, but uh, certainly more than uh, we could maybe have hoped for over a weekend where we didn't have a Saturday show. So I threw out the question. You know, everybody has had their two cents to put in about the rewatchable movie bracket because it's a fantastic idea and I'm glad that uh, I came up with it. So it's fantastic and everybody's having fun with it. But I've had lots of people tell me, well, you know, Gordon, you screwed it up. Here's how you screwed it. This should have been in. That should have been in. How could you not put this one in? So the four that I had that most people would have come to me with now, keep in mind, there are people who, there was one guy who kept asking me, where's the police academy? Yeah, we only have 64 spots. So police academy, despite, I don't know how many, well, how many versions of a police academy, three, four, five, whatever they did, that was never going to make it. So the four that most people have brought up, how could you not have Forrest Gump in there? You put in bachelor party, but how could you not put in Forrest Gump? Well, look, again, the, the, the way I looked at it was I'm sitting on my couch, by myself, late Saturday night. The kids are in bed. The wife's asleep. The dog is sitting next to me. And I'm flipping around the channels. And there's maybe a couple of movies on. And two of them are one is Forrest Gump and the other is Bachelor Party. Well, I will tell you right now. Maybe in a family environment. Yeah, sure, maybe Forrest Gump. But I'm looking at it from by myself. I don't have to take anything into account outside of what I want to watch. There is no scenario where I'm watching Forrest Gump over Bachelor Party. It's not the best movie. It's the most rewatchable movie. And while Forrest Gump clearly won Oscars, it's no, uh, it, it's, it's never going to have to be concerned about in terms of the better movie, Bachelor Party. But in terms of rewatchable movie, well, that's a, that flips it on its head. So Forrest Gump was one of the ones that I said, which is the biggest snub? The other three were Princess Bride. Some people have brought that up on the air. Lots of people have brought up the movie Friday. And then the other one that I put in there, I don't know if anybody's brought it up, but it was one that jumped out to me, and it was one of the last ones in the field, was Trading Places. Trading Places, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Eddie Murphy. 
And I felt like Eddie Murphy had some good representation in the bracket. So if I put in 48 hours, it was really between 48 hours and trading places, which one did I think was re- more rewatchable? And the fact that trading, uh, the fact that uh, 48 hours was on more recently, that gave it a little boost in the numbers. So um, that's why I went with it. So I asked the question over the weekend. And I thought to myself, you know, I could see a scenario by myself on the couch. Eh, you know, maybe I watch uh, The Princess Bride. Yeah, maybe. Friday certainly is a very strong contender. But if I had a vote, it would certainly probably be trading places. Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy, Jamie Lee Curtis at a prime. Fantastic. Great movie. But most people voted Forrest Gump. What are you talking about? I think people are confusing best movie with most rewatchable movie. Sometimes you just want a, you know, a dumb movie to watch. It doesn't have to, you know, there's a reason why Roadhouse made it. Roadhouse was not nominated for any Academy Awards, but rewatchable awards. Well, if they had those, it would have been certainly nominated for whatever year it came out. So I think you, people have to, somebody brought up, yeah, sometimes you should probably put in the notebook. You're telling me you're sitting at home on a Saturday night and you're flipping around the channels. And the notebook comes on. You're sitting there by yourself watching the notebook. Come on. If that's the case, I would say I'm not the issue. Maybe you're the issue. And I'm not saying the notebook isn't a good. I've never seen it. I've heard it's very, very sad. And, and generally, sad movies are not rewatchable movies. Like Raging Bull is a fantastic movie. You don't want to rewatch that. It's a tough watch. You know what I watched over the weekend? Finally, I finally got to see Uncut Gems. Very good movie. I don't think that it's rewatchable though, because I, maybe it's just the world we live in. So anxious watching the, the guy's life is spiraling out of control. It just made me anxious the entire time. It was not a comfortable experience. And I get that's what he was trying to, he was trying to put you in uh, his, uh, his shoes, Adam Sandler. And he did a fantastic job, but not a rewatch. Sad movies, not rewatchable. Um, Saving Private Ryan, fantastic movie. Should have won the best picture that year. Didn't, but. Is not a rewatchable movie. Very, very difficult material there. But all right. So that was the poll question. That one's already done. And we're going to get to the matchups for today in just a second. But we have to kind of recap. We opened up the second round on Friday. So I want to give you some of the results of those ones. And I got to say, I wasn't really all that surprised by the results of the second round. But if we have some dramatic music, Brian... Now would be the time to hit it up. Ah, there we go. So we'll start in the drama region. The number one seed in the drama region, of course, is Goodfellas. People question, how could you put Goodfellas over Godfather? Well, Goodfellas, a little bit more recent. And in terms of rewatchability, you know, Godfather's fantastic. If you, again, were putting up a bracket of the best movies of all time, clearly, Godfather probably is the overall better movie but it's very long the pacing of it for our modern world is not really uh in the same ballpark and if you were to show that to people now they might see it as the great movie but you know it could be a little bit more of a of a difficult sell to them so goodfellas was the number one seed and goodfellas onto the sweet 16 they defeated the departed 76 to 23 so uh no problems for the number one good seed the number one seed goodfellas there uh, the 4-5 matchup, the other matchup we went with in the drama region. We mixed it up on Friday. We went a little bit from each region. A few good men against Braveheart. You ever hear 
after a really good game. Well, you know what? It's just a shame somebody had to lose. That's this matchup. A few good men, a TNT staple, Braveheart, fantastic. Always on, it seems like, the premium channels. And by a narrow margin, 51.2 to 48.8, Braveheart is on to the Sweet 16. So that's really going to set up an interesting matchup there. Then we moved to the comedy region. Two matchups in the comedy region. This one surprised me a little bit that it was really never a contest. I thought the Major League was going to really put up some strong numbers. A number seven seed, a little bit lower down. I thought that that was one that might be able to win the entire region. Not going to happen because my cousin Vinny, properly seated as a number two, very uh, businesslike, very workmanlike, easy win over Major League, 57 to 42. I'm not going to give you the percentages because nobody cares. Uh, the, the, the decimal percentages. The other rewatchable movie uh, matchup in the uh, comedy region, Wedding Crashers, Dumb and Dumber. Not even close. Wedding Crashers, the number 13 seed, going on a run. The 13 is into the Sweet 16 as they take out Dumb and Dumber quite easily, 63 to 36. Then you got to the action region. We had two in the action region. One, I guess a bit of an upset. It's a 3-6 matchup, so it's not really that surprising. I guess what the surprising thing is is how dominant it was. Dark Knight got an early lead, really was never challenged, and beats Gladiator. So Gladiator, the number three seed, already gone. 63-36, really uh, not really much of a uh, challenge there. And then another 4-5 matchup, again, another one where it's a shame somebody has to lose. But it's the Fugitive that goes down, and, and... this one was close for a while, but then, like, I guess it was Saturday, just the numbers just started uh, piling up for the Terminator. And the Terminator, he's the Terminator, come on, what do you expect? Takes out the Fugitive, it's just Richard Kimball. Dr. Rich- he's a doctor, but uh, and he's apparently very, very hard to recognize as soon as he makes his hair jet black. Nobody recognizes and shaves his beard. It's amazing what a difference that makes. But uh, the Fugitive goes down 54 to 45. So then we had the wild card region. Only one matchup there. And I was interested to see how it would go because it felt like Fight Club was a very strong contender after its uh, opening round win over, I believe it was Rounders. But Fight Club, no. I guess maybe it's just the environment we live in, right? Don't want to get too close. And uh, Fight Club, gone as a result of the hangover. 70 to 30, your final score there. So uh, easy win for the hangover who has to be Considered a strong contender coming out of the wild card region. Wild card region completely up for grabs. So uh, we'll see if the hangover. Now the hangover is not going to be obviously involved today. They're into the Sweet 16. But nine more matchups that we will run through right now. Do we have any other mu- music other than that one, Brian? Oh, there we go. Do you hear it? The dramatic music. All right, let's start with the uh, the drama division. The drama region, if you will. As I said, the number two seed is Godfather. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? Is that it? Okay, I thought you were going to give me the... <laughs> yeah. uh, Godfather, the number two seed, against the number seven, Wolf of Wall Street. Hey, you. Hey, you. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You know, this one is going to be interesting because what you've seen in the the brackets and the in the matchup so far, 
the the more recent a movie is, it's amazing how much of the audience I don't think has seen some of these older movies. And people keep bringing up older movies to me, and I'm thinking to myself, guys, Animal House went out in the opening round, and I'm pretty sure it was not even close. So I don't know how many of these older movies a lot of the audience has seen or thinks of as, hey, that's on, I'm watching that again. Godfather would seem to be the, for a long time, I would say that that was probably the number one seat of all number one seats, right? It's Godfather. How can you not watch Godfather again? How many times do you watch God? You pick up something new every time you watch it. But Wolf of Wall Street, we'll see just how strong, how close of a matchup this is. I would expect Godfather to move on. It, it, look, you think I gave the, the audience a reprimand for voting Forrest Gump. You take out Godfather in round two, I'm, I'm not going to be happy with each and every one of you. I'm going to blame everybody. They talk about pointing a finger, you get three more pointed back at you. That's why I point the whole hand right at people. All right, so that's the first matchup in the drama division. The second one, the number three seed, Shawshank, facing off against Full Metal Jacket, number 11. Let's move on to the comedies. We got two comedy matchups. The number one seed, very controversial number one seed in the comedy division, Ferris Bueller. And I would think that it's going to be an uphill climb for Ferris Bueller based on what we've seen in the opening round and some of the criticism of the Ferris Bueller pick, even though out of all the comedies, all the metrics tell you it's the most popular comedy. But the Billy Madison crowd is very, very strong. The Adam Sandler fans are very, very uh, fervent. So we'll see if the uh, number, I think, eight seed Billy Madison can pull off the upset and take out our first number one, right? Goodfellas is already on to the second round, so we know that number one is safe. But we'll see if uh, Ferris Bueller can survive in advance, as they say in tournament terms. The other matchup in the comedy division, the number three seed is Anchorman. What is that? It smells like a turd covered in burnt hair. Yeah, all right. Well, that was uh, the Anchorman clip that we have used. I don't know why we'll keep using that one. I guess it's because we have it in the system. But uh, they will be facing off against 40-year-old Virgin. No, Kelly Clarkson! Yeah. I, look, this this one to me would be considered an upset, right? The Anchorman. Uh, the Anchorman. Like it's uh, <laughs> it's some other movie. The Anchorman. It's like when you're when old folks talk to you about the anchor. I, li- I saw The Anchorman over the weekend. It was really – no, Anchorman – against a 40-year-old virgin. I would say, if it were me, myself, 40-year-old virgin clearly would be the more rewatchable movie, but I know people... There's certain people that love Will Ferrell. I'm not a huge Will Ferrell guy. Anchorman is really, really quotable, but I don't know if it's all that rewatchable. Different things there. If it was the most quotable movie, Anchorman would be the number one seed. Not even close. All right, so that's the uh, comedy division taken care of. Then two spots up for grabs in the Sweet 16 in the action region. The number one seed, Die Hard, takes on The Rock. Do you have any clips from either of those, Brian? Mr. Mystery Guest. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Unless you want to open a front door for me. I'm afraid not. But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay. 
Bruce Willis, diehard John McClane facing off against The Rock. Welcome to The Rock. Um, so that's the one matchup in the action division. And then we have Jaws versus Speed. And in ca- people still compete, continually uh, fight me on this one. Jaws was on repeatedly over this weekend. The movie came out in like 1975. It's always on. It's fantastic. And I'll say this right now. You have speed, take down jaws. You have lot. I, I want to question you, and I want to question your parents. Socially distant. Oh, there we go. There we go. go you're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, you're going to need a bigger boat. You're going to need a bigger boat to handle my uh, frustration at you. If you're voting speed over jaws, come on, people. Speed wasn't even that good. Speed probably shouldn't have been in the tournament. All right, we move on to the wild card. And with the wild card region, we actually have three matchups. So just to kind of, we're already late. Big Lebowski. Versus coming to America. Speaking of number one seeds, they're going to be a very, very tough uphill climb. This might be the Big Lebowski's biggest challenge facing off against coming to America. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have a very interesting matchup. I don't know how this one will go. Donnie Brasco, who pulled off the upset over Carlito's way in the opening round, taking on 48 hours. I would think 48 hours is probably the way to go there. But 48 hours taking on Donnie Brasco. And I want the rest of you cowboys to know something. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name is Reggie Hammond. All right, there you go. That's uh, 48 hours. And then finally, the final matchup, final spot in the Sweet 16 up for grabs. It is Back to the Future taking on Rocky Two. Well, Rocky Two clip is far too long considering how late we are. So we'll just wrap that up there. So voting will open up momentarily on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, for spots in the Sweet 16. <laughs> Twenty-four seconds on the clock. The old El Paso taquito almost ready. A giddy sense of anticipation here in Josh's kitchen. This crowd, the wife, the dog, everyone waiting for the Maytag microwave to produce these 180 calories of abject perfection. Seven seconds left. It's happening. Delirium in Solana Beach. Do you believe in afternoon snacking? Yes! Oh, oh my, does that look good. A perfectly microwaved taquito. <laughs> Josh Lewin, the call. Fantastic job by him. Of course, he uh, does uh, play-by-play on the radio, so uh, fantastic job. Play-by-play guys got to k- stay sharp, and I saw that Joe Buck over the weekend tweeted out, look, he's looking to do the same thing, so send him videos, I guess, or send him descriptions. I would figure videos would work better for him to uh, to do play-by-play on. So it'll be interesting to see when Joe Buck, who's as good as it, as it gets in the in the business, is uh, able to get a couple of play-by-play calls up, and that will help us pass our time, much like those taquitos. I had some taquitos over the weekend. They're delicious. They are fantastic. I don't I don't know that I'd microwave them though. I'm a big uh, I'm a big toaster. I need a little bit of crunch in my taquitos. I don't know what Josh Lewin is thinking there. With yeah, the a little microwave. toaster oven, right? Yeah, you got to go toaster oven on a taquito, right, Brian? Will melt even easier. Come on. That's that's a sign that you are just a little too impatient. And I'm a super impatient person, but not for taquitos. I want my taquito. You know, it's like uh, we'll serve no wine before it's time. You got to you got to treat the taquito right if you want the taquito to uh, treat you right. 
So I had some taquitos over the weekend. They were fantastic. And at this point, I, I got to be honest, my favorite pastime without sports is just apparently eating. I just eat all – I just come downstairs and just go into the pantry and just start – all right, what what's next? It's like a game of Survivor. And everything is – everybody can get voted out at any point. It's amazing how much uh, food that I am already consuming. So that's that's one big problem for me. I don't know. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, it's a lot of panic eating. Have you had some panic snacks in the last day or two? Because God knows I have. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough time. But it does have to be restated. And, you know, like when you watch the news, what happens is is that you, you just get sucked into the world that is, and it just feels insurmountable. It just feels so overwhelming. And I think that what has to be said, and people have to continue each segment to say this, to put people at ease, and that's what people want right now. It's not just about safety. They want to be put at ease like, hey, we will get through this. And I don't feel like enough people are saying that, that they're focusing on the bad. And look, the bad is is out there, right? It's really bad. I get it. But we also have to preface every single thing. And like, if we do the right thing, be safe, stay the hell home, don't go out, don't be socializing. If you're one of those people that has to go out for work, God bless you. You I, Those people know, I'm doing this. I'm doing my work. I'm not going and hanging out afterwards. There's no place to really hang out anymore. Go home and do the right thing. But it's important also to keep in mind, we will get through this. Now, I don't know when. Nobody does. Nobody can give you that right now. And until you get to see like the light at the end of the tunnel, I don't know that we have the light at the end of the tunnel yet. I feel, I still think we're kind of going through it. And whenever that light at the end of the tunnel comes, it's still very much up for, up for grabs. But there will be light at the end of the tunnel. We will get through this. And when we do, Maybe one of the offshoots is we're just all more appreciative of things, right? More pre, you think back, like you get like Facebook memories, like this is what you were doing two, three years ago. And you'll see it and you'll think to yourself, God, if I could only go back to that, God, if I could only be doing that again. And it's some, it's, it's, it's usually something simple, right? Pushing your kid on the swings or, or going out to a bar with friends or watching sports. And we just all look to get back to that moment. And maybe when we do, maybe, just maybe one of the offshoots is, is that we all kind of appreciate it a little more than we, uh, than we have in the past. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So our movie bracket is up for today. Again, if you're just joining us, maybe getting up a little bit later now as you work from home, as you have the uh, home office, if you will. Let's run through the matchups as they stand right now. And I got to tell you right now, people. I'm not going to be happy with you. I'm not going to be happy with you at all. The matchups for today, uh, let me get to the drama division here. I'm doing it from the home office, so it's a little bit shakier. All right. Drama division, round two, spot in the Sweet 16 up for grabs. First matchup, Godfather versus Wolf of Wall Street. At least early on, Godfather is winning, as it should be. The second matchup in the drama division, Shawshank versus Full Metal Jacket. Shawshank winning, at least early on. The comedy division, at least so far. And now it's very early, so this might change. Sometimes these things do. The comedy division, the number one seed, Ferris Bueller, an early lead on Billy Madison. Also comedy division, early lead for Anchorman, over 40-year-old Virgin. The action region, 
so far, the number one seed, Die Hard, performing as such. They've opened up. They're, they're running it up early on. The, the, the Rock has to call an early timeout, even before the first television timeout. That's never good, right? Like, you want to go, hit the ground running. The Rock has basically been hit by a rock because they're losing to Die Hard convincingly so far. We'll see if that changes. The uh, next division is the action region. We got Jaws taking on speed. Jaws an early lead there. Comedy division. Oh, God, Big Lebowski is getting destroyed by coming to America. I feel like that's the one where people, they've all kind of galvanized their forces against me because they didn't think that I gave coming to America enough uh, respect. But coming to America, a very, I will say this, we were only um, eight minutes into voting. I, I cannot really foresee the Big Lebowski coming back. But uh, coming to America, very strong opening. And then 48 Hours leads Donnie Brasco, close early on. But this one, this upset special brewing, the number seven seed, Back to the Future, right now leading Rocky Two. So that is, uh, again, very early on. We're only about a half hour into voting. So we'll have to see how these things play out over time. Now, you have all day, basically, to vote. We've expanded the voting hours to uh, to basically show time tomorrow. So you can take a, a vote at any point on Twitter at Gordon Damer. But right now, let's get some phone calls in, Brian. Are we too late here? Should we hold off the phone calls for the next segment? No, go ahead. All right, we'll go out to uh, Lewis and Whippany. Lewis, you're first up, man, man. Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm good, man. Hanging hey. in. How about you? Uh, pretty much the same. I deliver for a living, so, you know. God bless you, my man. <clears throat> Thank you. Hey, listen, how did you not put in, uh, I don't know how I forgot about this either, but how did you not put in Blazing Saddles? Blazing Saddles was considered, but, you know, I knew that there would be some older movies that were classics that just would not, uh, the, the younger audience just has not been introduced to. Now, Blazing Saddles is actually quite regularly replayed, but I just mm-hmm. didn't know how well that would really translate. You know, you saw other movies, you know, more recent movies like um, Animal House was a four seed and that got bounced in the opening round. So so um, Blazing Saddles was very much like Young Frankenstein, which I was watching just a couple of days ago. I don't know how many younger people have seen Young Frankenstein. So that's why it did not get put in the uh, in the I, I guess I'm young. I've never heard of that movie. Young Frankenstein? <laughs> No, I've never heard of that movie. What? First time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go see Young Frankenstein. Sure. Uh, Peter Boyle and uh, Gene Wilder. I, Marty Feldman, I'll, the great Marty Feldman. I'll watch it today, and then tomorrow I'll call you in what I thought about the movie. All right. All right, bye. All right, All right Lewis. one 800 espn one 800 Let's take one more before we uh, go to break. Danny is on Long Island. Danny, what's going on, my man? Good morning. We are heading into work. Young Frankenstein, a classic, by the way. Oh, fantastic. And- Guys think it's older than it is because they filmed it in black and white. You know, so people think it's right. Older. Yeah, that doesn't. That, yeah, if you're if you're a young kid flipping around the channels and you see something in black and white, chances are you're not sticking with it. Just keep going. Uh, at a point of development in my house is that my wife asked me to take an inventory of our supplies. I went out to the freezer. I said, "Okay, honey, uh, I think we're good to about 2027 at this point. We have chicken to last us through uh, two <laughs> nuclear winters and one epidemic." So right. people have. I don't know what people are doing with the food. I don't know what they're. I know people in the toilet paper. We we don't have time to. So this historians will review this as the great toilet paper crisis of 2020. Then I took my son to the park. He's a high school baseball player, and I was hitting him flies, having a catch, and I got yelled at by some man who, by the way, never yelled at someone holding a baseball bat. It's not good for health. Who said that it was a healthy endeavor that my son could get? I said, "How? 
he is 150 feet away. Right. How is he going? This is not social distancing. He's in a different zip code. The ball has germs. I said, you know what? I'm going to take a chance on the ball having a germ. Yeah. The well, ball look, has been in my if, garage. If it's, if it's you, Danny, throwing to your son, I'm assuming your your son's young enough that he's staying in your house, right? I mean, my you, son is 16. Right, he's living of with course. Me, so, so we're infected with the each ball other. The ball is only going to be infected it. by the two people that are having the catcher playing ball or whatever. So. Right. People are starting to lose their mind. I think week one was like, oh, this is this is okay. This is fun. Week two, and we go into now. Now the social side, the entire one entire new show list that was dedicated to the fact that. Is this overkill? And is society like you're gonna? I said, I'm starting to. I'm doing what they tell me to do, but I'm leaning towards like, all right, guys, let's wrap this up now because yeah. Well, look, Danny, thank you for the call. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying, and I'm sure there is going to be a point where people just can't, especially the people that are doing the right things, right? Like there is a sense, I think, for people where if you watch the news, right, and you're doing all the right things, you're staying home, you're working from home, you're not going out, you're not, you're keeping your kids safe. And if this goes on for long periods of time and you continually see videos from like the ones we saw down in spring break in Florida or in New Orleans with, uh, with, with Mardi Gras when that was going on, or you see the story about this person getting married on Staten Island, uh, this, you know, there is going to be, well, you know what? Look, if the, all these idiots are doing this stuff and I'm doing the right thing and I'm being almost like you feel like you're being punished, it, there is going to be, I think at some point, I don't think right now, but at some point, I do think that people are going to feel like, well, what the hell? But you just have to continue. You you can only control what you control. And what you can control right now is to do the right thing. Stay at home. Get outside. I don't blame people for wanting to go outside. If you have a backyard, I had my kids out in the backyard over the weekend, you know, jumping around on the trampoline and, and trying to run around a little bit. I was out exercising over the weekend, not interacting with anybody i just went out for a run by myself that you can still do that and i would i would encourage anybody who has not exercised in the past when you have things like this and they're so uncertain right now go and burn some calories even if you're running up and down the stairs in your house do some burpees in your basement or something like that just to burn off some energy and be able to when you get to sleep when you go to bed at night you're not lying there staring at the ceiling thinking about the uncertainty of the world right now been doing our show this morning, the sports news, in case you're just getting up, just getting rolling, just getting ready to, to walk into the home office, if you will, because uh, so many of us are working from home. And if you are, everybody, it has to be said repeatedly, do the right thing, social distance yourself. If you can work from home, do so. Don't be going out and trying to socialize at this point. And I think, mo- I would think at this point, saying that, Everybody who is win- being able to be convinced has been convinced already by this point. And I don't know whether or not saying it is going to do any good for the people that still aren't doing it. But who knows? Maybe if you win over one more person, it does just that little bit of extra good. But we do need to reiterate, do all the right things, be safe, stay at home. But also, we will get through this. And sometimes it does feel in the course of the day, I was talking about an anxiety snack that I've been, I probably have about three or four anxiety snacks in the course of the day, uh, that it does need to be reiterated. And I don't feel like enough people are saying this. We will get through this, people. We will eventually get back. I don't know when. I don't know when. But we will eventually get back to life as we know it. Now, in case uh, you're just getting up, the sports news that we kind of focused on today, A, the piece that's up on ESPN.com about Tom Brady's 
parting with the Patriots. Seth Wickersham kind of does a deep dive there. Very interesting, especially the quotes from uh, Tom Brady's uh, father, who actually told uh, some other writer, I don't remember the writer's name, but uh, that as soon as Bill Belichick found a quarterback who is better for a dollar less, Tom will be gone. And that's going to be the more fascinating part of this. Not so now that Brady has picked the Buccaneers, how did where did the the Patriots go for a quarterback? Are they actually going to go with Jared Stidham? I think they brought in uh, Brian Hoyer now. They brought him back, so that's going to be very interesting to see. And then you have uh, the IOC apparently is going to be uh, coming to a decision relatively soon about the Olympics, and I think that that decision will be made for them with the announcement yesterday that Canada is not going to be sending their athletes. I mean, could you imagine anything more irresponsible than flying athletes and people? All from all over the world during a global pandemic. That's uh, you don't need to be. Uh, I don't know a famous doctor. You don't need to be Quincy to know that one. I guess my Quincy reference is a little dated. But we've been focusing a lot of our time on the uh, rewatchable movie bracket. The voting is now open on Twitter at Gordon Damer. Nine matchups for today. Nine spots available in the Sweet Sixteen. And I feel like at least so far we got uh, seven spots already clinched. And I feel like in terms of seeding, I really don't feel like any of them are real outliers that don't belong. The seven that have clinched, Goodfellas and Braveheart in the uh, drama, Wedding Crashers, My Cousin Vinny in the comedy, Terminator, Dark Knight in the action, and The Hangover in the wild card. But there's only one wild card that has claimed a spot so far as The Hangover. Again, I've said, not I'm not the biggest fan, but... Other people clearly are. So uh, you can vote on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, on the nine spots today. Let's get a couple more calls in, 1-800-919-ESPN. And our buddy Spike is in Jersey. He's up early. Spike, what's going on, my man? Hey, man, you hanging in? You sound Do, uh, Doing the best we can, right? I know, but you sound like, i got to make you laugh, man. You sound like you need three packs of Rolos. I need, I need something. I need. Uh, trust me, those Rolos would not last long in this house, my man. All right. Well, I'm listen. Buzzing listen. through anxiety snacks like you. Yeah. Uh, well, listen. This is most important. Uh, my wife's working at home. Of course, I'm not walking dogs now. Everybody's dogs. We got their own dog. Just to hear everybody and the sound of my voice. This too shall pass. I'm an old guy. I'm going to see the next games. I'm going to see everything. I'm going to see my friend like you. And you just take care of yourself and stop worrying your rear ends off. It's natural. It's humanity to do it. Just take care of your old neighbors like me. Yeah. Well, I mean, look I think in, everybody. Look in. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, everybody has to uh, do a little bit more. And, uh, you know, the, the social distancing has to be taken care of. But when there's things that, you know, there, there's good stories that come out about things as well. And yeah, it, it means sucks, that so. we get a little bit closer yeah. as, as people in terms of relationships, yeah. not in terms of distance. Maybe that's one of the benefits of uh, something that comes out of this. We've got to look for some silver lining somewhere, man. Yeah, I'll tell you, I saw, I saw some kids play. I saw kids playing hoops in the driveway, and a bunch of kids come over on their bikes, and I, I said something. It's my nature to be good, you know. And uh, I said, you got, guys got to separate. And they did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's not the time. Yeah, I mean, look, you can get out. If it's somebody that you're in, you know, in the house with, you know, obviously, they're, if you, you know, you're all sharing the same germs anyway. So as long as you're healthy and they're healthy, by all means. But uh, in terms of, uh, you know, seeing other people or talking to other people, you can do it. But in terms of sports right now, you can't you can't be playing games with other people that you don't share space with. And Spike, thanks for the call, no, man. Be good, my 
You too. Um, all right, it's going to do uh, – look, we're already out of time. I mean, the show just flies by. It's only the hour. So um, – and with the way the world is right now, man, you got enough stuff to talk about. And sometimes it's just venting, you know? Just sometimes it's just trying to get things out and make yourself feel okay. So uh, we will be back tomorrow. We'll keep on keeping on. We are here for you at 98.7 FM ESPN New York in a world that's very uncertain at times. Hopefully we can just kind of entertain you and keep you busy and keep your mind off of things. And we'll do it again tomorrow starting at 5. See you tomorrow. 98.7 FM ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.